0: This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. It's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. We're back again for another round, but first, oh Julio, oh Julio, where are you? (laughs) If you're wondering which Julio I'm talking about, I'm talking about Julio Jones, he's nowhere to be found, (laughs) yeah, we will address that in a bit though. Ah, but for all the new listeners, welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast for our current listeners who've been there since day one, want to thank you for all the support. Again, if you haven't subscribed, you can do that by going on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever it is, you can find us at Statman Sports Podcast. It's been a ma- an amazing ride so far. And uh, this, uh, this episode, we have a lot to cover, man, because this is around the time of the year where, you know, the heat, the heat goes up. Uh, this past weekend, we had the baseball playoffs. Yankees and the Red Sox are tied Uh, they will be playing tonight again Uh, the Brewers swept the Colorado Rockies it makes me upset because as Chicago Cubs as a Chicago Cubs fan (sighs) we should have won those games man I know we would have gave the Brewers a competition but hey that's in the past that's how it is of course we have the NFL to cover a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things Drew Brees Broke the yardage record, broke Peyton Manning's record, and Tom Brady broke another record, which is quite interesting. You hear that during the stat of the day. And uh, man, so many things. The MMA, UFC, it's not MMA really, but it's UFC, MMA, a combination of both. Everybody on the weekend, you saw the fight. Croc, Conor McGregor, Khabib, man, that was an amazing fight. And we'll touch upon that as well. But for now, Let's just get right into it. And what are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? (laughs) Bro, what are you talking about, man? Let me preface by saying this. I'm not a big UFC fan. But, uh... I was quite entertained this past weekend because, just like any sports fan, anything that's good—it's any any sport event that is good—I tend to want to watch it. But I just want to make clear that anything I'm about to say about the UFC—if I say anything correct, you guys can correct me. But I'm not a big big fan of fighting at this sport, for instance. But this weekend, like I said, I was quite entertained by the f- by the card that we had, UFC 229, and the main card was. Khabib versus Conor McGregor. In my estimation, Conor McGregor, from the few times I've watched some UFC fights, Conor McGregor is amazing. He's he's top-notch. He fights with passion. He's a great fighter. He He's entertaining. And that's what I want to watch. Entertainment. But what I want to touch upon is the fact of how this fight went about and the things that led up to it. So as we all know, Khabib, he was, he he respects his religion. He's very serious about it. He's very serious about his family. And just like in any fighting sport, you know, the opponents talk trash. They say things. But in this instance, I feel like Conor McGregor went a bit too far. He was talking about Khabib's religion. If I understand, he was talking about his trainer. Even went as far as to say his trainer was a terrorist. Okay. He was talking about Khabib's uh uh fighting style. Talking about it was boring, it had no place in the UFC. He was saying all type of things. But the moment you start touching on people's families, the people they're close with to me, you cross the line. People might say, "Well, yeah, Conor's always been like that. Yes, I'm a Conor fan. I like him. He's entertaining, entertaining, like I said. He talks a lot of trash." But at the same time, you need to know your limits, bro. And just like the kids today say in the street, he asked for a lot of smoke. He asked for a lot of it. And leading up to this fight, you can tell from the beginning, Khabib had rage. He wasn't agitated. He wasn't angry. He had rage. And if you didn't watch the fight, you want to have a summary of what went on in this fight i give you the summary. This is what happened. Conor McGregor had no chance in any round at any point. You was watching this fight, and you would say it would just be a matter of which round and what minute Khabib will end Conor McGregor. Maybe in the third round, you're able to see Conor just stand in the middle of the ring. But that was more Khabib trying to play around with him. You know, throw some jabs, some uppercuts, Some kicks. To make it more entertaining. But Khabib did exactly what he said. He was going to do in these press conferences. He said he was going to pin Conor McGregor down. He was going to wear him out. And end him. And end him. He did. Conor McGregor had to tap out. You could tell. (laughs) I was watching this right. And I seen Conor's face man. He looked like he was about to die. He tapped out. But this is my problem. And that's why I was scratching my head. As to what are people talking about. About Khabib's rage. He Conor McGregor tapped out. Khabib took his mouthpiece. And threw it at Conor's camp. And we all know what happened. He jumped over the fence. And he attacked his trainer. People you know where that comes from? That comes from rage. Not anger. It's rage. That comes from the fact that for weeks. This man had to put up. With people questioning his religion. And when I mean people, I'm talking about Connor and his people talking about his religion, talking about his family, talking about them being terrorists. Does Connor not understand the time we live in now? Does he not understand the president we have in the United States? This is a sensitive subject, and you're attacking this man's religion. So you deserve to get your behind whooped. Connor, as much as I like you, you deserve that beatdown. But for you people who keep talking about that what Khabib did was out of order, let me ask you something. Did you ever get angry? Did somebody somebody ever say something to you to never piss you off? Really? None of you were never pissed off to the point where you just wanted to swing hands and it didn't matter who was in the vicinity? Don't try to be all self-righteous now. I can admit, I've been angry in my life. People have said some things and have done some things to me that I wanted to fight them. But let me make this point clear. I'm not disputing these people and these reports and these opinions that say that what Khabib did was out of order. Jumping out the ring. Jumping out the ring and running after someone to try to beat him up. It's not right. That's not what I'm disputing. I'm disputing the fact as a human being When somebody questions you It doesn't matter the time or the place Or where you're at Or the situation You want to beat them down So let's stop acting as if What Khabib did was not Quote unquote" normal Like I said You would have done that too man But all in all man That fight was amazing Khabib is now 28 and 0 To me As of right now He's the best by a mile. It's not even close. Now it's just about what round is he going to win in. And at what time and how quick. That's all it's about man. But people realize. Don't judge someone of what he did this past weekend. Just remember. When we are angry. We do a lot of things. That we might regret later. I don't think Khabib is going to regret this, nor will the UFC. Matter of fact, it will bring him in more money, because now the rematch is going to come for sure. I'm claiming it now. Rematch is coming soon, and I want to see it too. And I hope you are ready to get it. That don't make any sense. What makes the NFL so great is the fact that every year there's always a big surprise that people will be talking about from the first week to the end of the season. And to me, this season, there are some things that have gone according to plan. And there are some situations that I'm quite confused about. And the one I want to really talk about today in this episode is the Atlanta Falcons. But let me just give you a quick summary, Okay. The New England played trips at the beginning of the season. They started off where everyone said, ah, this might be the year they might end the dynasty. And guess what? <laughs> They're on a roll. Again, Cincinnati Bengals, they've been quite okay for the past couple of years. And this season... They're looking like a Super Bowl contender. Nobody predicted that at the beginning of the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They're in shambles in that locker room. Le'Veon Bell apparently want to come back and play again. I'm really confused about that too. While James Conner, his backup running back, is just having the season of his life. Granted, it's his rookie season, but he's having a, a great season. The New York Giants. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about those guys. The Kansas City Chiefs. 5-0. and They're doing great. I think they finally found their quarterback. But let's go back to why I'm confused about the Atlanta Falcons. Right? I have this theory right, where there are a few players in my lifetime and in anybody's lifetime that you'll only see once because they're so great. And Julio Jones, to me, is in that category. I saw Megatron. I saw Randy Moss in his prime. Megatron in his prime I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers in his prime right now I'm seeing Tom Brady in his prime These are guys that only come around Once every 10 to 15 years And the Atlanta Falcons Are wasting his talents They're wasting Matt Ryan's talent At the beginning of this episode You heard me going Where's Julio Julio where are you Why Why Am I asking this? You know what Julio Jones' stats are this season so far? We're five games in, okay? Five games in. He has 34 receptions, 564 yards, and zero touchdowns. Zero. Zero. What is going on? The Atlanta Falcons, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't have my notes in front of me right now, if I'm not mistaken, they are worse in the red zone in the NFL so far. If you watch the beginning of the season, it was a replica of what happened in the playoff last year against the Philadelphia Eagles. You have third and goal. You have fourth and goal. You have possibly the receiver with the best hands in a league, aside from Larry Fitzgerald. You can't just throw the ball up, let him go get it in the end zone on a fade. Five games in. Five games in and Julio Jones hasn't caught a touchdown. Okay, getting touchdowns is not the end all be all for a player to have to be effective. He must be able to block, he must be able to run routes. Julio Jones does all of those things efficiently. He sees double teams on a regular basis. He gets open, he gets the ball. But how is it, Falcons? Dan Quinn, why are you wasting his talents? Why are you doing this? Why are you not putting him in positions to succeed? These are the last five games. The first five games, sorry. They played the Eagles. They scored 12 points. They played the Panthers. They won. They scored 31 points. Julio Jones had nine targets, five receptions, 64 yards. His longest catch was 30 yards. The Atlanta was in the red zone. Granted, they won. They were in the red zone seven times. And Julio couldn't get one touchdown. They played the New Orleans Saints. In a dome. Defense allowed 43 points. Julio Jones. Six targets. Five receptions. 96 yards. Sure. those In fantasy those numbers look great. Because he just got you 17 fantasy points. But that's nothing. Hasn't done anything. You can get a bunch of yards and get no touchdowns. You have no effect on the game. And especially in this era of football we play in. Touchdowns mean a lot. Ask the Green Bay Packers this past weekend. Aaron Rodgers got in the end zone three times, but his kicker missed f- four field goals and an extra point, and they lost the game by exactly a touchdown. Then the Falcons played the Cincinnati Bengals. They scored 36 points and they lost. Then they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. They only scored 17 points. Julia Jones had nine targets, five receptions. Really? Guys, are you serious right now? You have a guy of this talent, of this caliber, and and you only target him nine times a game? It doesn't matter if he's double-teamed. Antonio Brown is double-teamed every game. LeBron James is double-teamed every game. He still gets you 30 points. Antonio Brown still gets you nine or ten receptions a game and 120 yards. I don't know what the Falcons are trying to do down there in Georgia. I don't know what they're doing, but they have to think about it twice. Think about it very well. What you're doing right now with Julio Jones is a travesty. Five games in, and this man doesn't have a touchdown. You guys need to go reevaluate what you're doing over there. Because me, I can't. Here's by the numbers. This is your Stats of the Day. Ah, this is the part of the show where I enjoy so much. It's uh, something that I got from my dad. I like to go back and look in history, look at events, look at... Uh, Uh, Moments and numbers that have influenced people and how they have become better people based on that. And you might be wondering, well, what type of stat will do that? I just talked about Julio Jones and how the Atlanta Falcons are misusing his talents at this this particular moment, this season. But here, I want to focus on someone whose talents have been maximized playing with this particular coach. I'm talking about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I've mentioned before and a lot of people have mentioned how the New England Patriots are coming to the end. Once again, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady just set one of the most, I think, unbreakable and most ridiculous records I've seen ever. Tom Brady, specifically, has thrown a touchdown to 71 different receivers. 71 different receivers, okay? These are the numbers These are the numbers These are the guys That he has thrown Touchdowns And I'll tell you Why this is so Significant to me Alright Rob Gronkowski 76 touchdowns From Tom Brady Randy Moss caught 39 touchdowns Wes Walker caught 34 Dion Brandt, 24 Julian Edelman 24 Aaron Hernandez 18 May his soul rest in peace Daniel Graham 17 Benjamin Watson 17 Dan Pat- Patton, 16, James White, 16, Troy Brown, 15, and then you have these guys that caught 14 or less, Christian Foria, 13, David Givens, 12, Damian. Danny Amendola, 10, Kevin Fort 10, Chris Hogan, 10, Mike Vrabel, if you remember Mike Vrabel's a linebacker, he caught 8 touchdowns, Brandon Cook caught 7, Brandon LaFell, 7, Shane Vereen, 7, Martellus Bennett, 6, Jabbar Gaffney 6, Tim Wright 6, Dion Lewis 5. Right? And then you have these guys that caught 5 or less. touchdowns: sound. Reese Caldwell, Scott Chandler, Aaron Dodson, Battle Johnson, Brandon F- Lloyd, Malcolm Mitchell, Dante Stalwood, Cambrell Tompkins, Danny Woodhead, Rex Burkhead Doc Gabriel, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, Antoine Smith. Jermaine Wiggins, Sam Aiken, Brandon Bolden, Kyle Brady, Chris Baker, Alj Crumpler, Corey Dillon, Philip Dorsett, Tim Dwight, Mark Edwards, Donald Hayes, Keyshawn Martin, Cordell Patterson, and Brandon Tate. And the listening finished. Then everybody that caught one is Garrett Brunt, Dwayne Allen. Tom Ashworth, Matt Lengo, Michael Floyd, Larry Centers, Cam Sealin, Andre Davis, Heath Evans, Terry Glenn, Michael Humanawi, Charles Johnson, Lawrence Moroni Matthew Mulligan, Patrick Pass, David Thomas, Brian Timms, Derek Ward, and now Josh Gordon. I took the time to read all those names because that accomplishment is amazing I probably read this Listen, you're probably listening to this and I'm sure three quarters of these names you have no idea who these guys are, the hardcore Patriots fan might know, the hardcore NFL fans might know some of these names but out of all these people I just listed how many of them are Hall of Famers Rob Gronkowski Randy Moss nobody else 71 different receivers, and only two of them are Hall of Famers. And people want to say that Tom Brady is a system guy. How about Tom Brady made the daggone system? How about that? It's that part of the show where you listeners get involved. It's Q&A time. Now it's time to ask Steve about his deep, dark secrets, or whatever the heck you want to ask. It's Q&A time, Q&A time, one of my favorite parts of the show as well, man. Ah, three of these questions are quite interesting. I got a lot of questions this week, but I love these three, actually, because... You can, you can go an entire segment and just talk about the, these three questions. But uh, let's start with uh, Kenny from Miami. And he wants to know, now that your Chicago Cubs lost, do you have a preference of who wins? No, Kenny. Don't remind me that we lost two home games in the playoffs. Well, one to win the division and one in the playoffs. This is... No. Since my Cubs lost, I, I don't necessarily have a preference. I... I Matter of fact, it's better for me because I tend to watch the games more neutral. Um, but so far, like I predicted uh, two weeks ago, I think the Red Sox are going to win the World Series. Even though, as of this recording, they're tied with the New York Yankees at one game apiece, I still think the Red Sox are going to win the uh, the World Series. Uh, if we continue on with Josh from Atlanta, and he wants to know, how do you feel about FC Barcelona this season? Ooh. Well, I think they are pretty poor right now, even though their record may say different. But I've watched every single game, and they are very poor. They're relying too much on Messi, if Messi doesn't play, if Messi doesn't perform to his all-time great level, they barely win games. And even when he's performing at an all-time level, they're barely squeaking out games. Yeah, I don't feel too good about them right now. But I think they'll, they'll be okay, though. And then Cindy from New York. Cindy wants to know, are you excited about the NBA season? Heck, yes, I am. We're eight days away from the NBA season. Matter of fact, speaking about excitement, my birthday. Today. Yes, 33 years old. Thank God for that. But yes, back to the question. NBA season, I am excited about it. I'm always excited about basketball. is my number one love in sports. Always has been. Always will be. And uh, I can't wait to see my Lakers once again in a long time. Be exciting and hopefully dominate. That's what we're looking for, guys. If you have questions, like I always say, you can always leave them on our Instagram page. I'll always post for you guys to remind you guys to post those questions. You can email me as well at uh, business at statmanpodcast.com. And there we will answer all your questions and you can be featured on the show. Keep it in context, Billy. Tell the whole story. This this topic I want to cover today and keeping it in context. And it's a topic that literally has to be kept in context because a lot of people talk about it and it fires me up. Even trying to talk about it right now, I'm getting riled up but I'm trying to keep calm and try to understand certain people's viewpoint. But at the same time, I try to explain to you guys the sport aspect of this. We live in a society right now with the Me Too movement where women are getting the courage to come out and talk about their... Abuses in their life Some have been abused Some have been assaulted Some have been In essence Been talked to in a way I've been approached in a way Or I've been treated in a way where They talk about assault Sexual assault And I have to be very careful With what I'm about to say Because I know there are people out there Going to pick this apart Outside of sports We see what is happening in the Supreme Court a judge just got confirmed after being accused of sexual assault. There are people on one side and people on the other side. I want to make this very clear. Sexual assault is not okay. Doesn't matter your position, doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your race, it is not okay. And the division we have in this country at the moment is because there are people who are taking the political stand to say, Why did Doctor Ford not say anything 26 years ago. I'm not much of a psychologist, but I'll tell you what. My mom, she's a behavioral scientist. She studies people's behaviors. She tells me stories. People, when they go through trauma, they tend to remember that for the rest of their life. Keep that in mind. Doesn't matter the time, the place. There are certain things you vividly remember. Remember? Just like Doctor Ford explains, she is, she she has a PhD. She's a doctor. She understands certain things. They asked her in the Senate what does she remember. She said there are certain things that she can vaguely remember, but this she remembers clearly. My point here being is, when somebody comes out and accuses someone else of sexual assault, we ought to take them serious. You don't dismiss them because you don't believe them. Or because, oh, there's not enough evidence to prove it. That's the first point I'm trying to make. The second point, now diving into the sports part of this. One of the biggest athletes in the world right now, Cristiano Ronaldo, has been accused by a woman, again, sexual assault, Something that allegedly happened 10 years ago. I'm in a group chat with a couple of friends. I'm not going to mention their names. They talked about, well, how could it be that sometimes when people accuse athletes of sexual assault, it comes out years later. I'll tell you why. Shame. They're afraid. Nothing is being done about it. And to me, in my opinion, the worst part, nobody believes them. Because how could it be, how could it be that such a great superstar, such a great judge could do something like that? Have you guys ever heard the saying, don't judge a book by its cover? Sure. This woman said Cristiano did what he did 10 years ago. I'm, I'm hoping Cristiano is not the man he was 10 years ago. But still, that does not take away from the fact that this woman is lying and why she's coming out 10 years later. Granted, I must give you this from all angles. There are some cases that we have seen in the past where men and women, for lack of term, they're gold diggers. They'll make up any type of, of uh, anything just to get back at someone famous. But the time we live in now With all the information that we get. I find it. Highly. Disrespectful. And I find it highly insensitive. For people to be dismissing this woman. Because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Because you're a fanboy. Or a fangirl of Cristiano Ronaldo. So oh. Because you're a fanboy. Or a fangirl. Oh Cristiano Ronaldo didn't do it. You guys are walking on a thin line. You're showing your true colors. Is this not something to be played with? As a sports fan, I don't like Cristiano Ronaldo because I'm a Barcelona fan and Cristiano Ronaldo happened to play on Real Madrid. Now he's playing on Juventus. But as a human being, living life just like everyone else, when someone accuses someone else of sexual assault we ought to open our eyes there are wolves living in between sheeps we have to pay attention I'm not saying Cristiano Ronaldo did this I'm not saying Cristiano Ronaldo is lying by denying these allegations because anybody would deny these type of allegations and of course innocent until proven guilty And so goes for the woman. We don't know if she's telling the truth or if she's lying. But we shouldn't dismiss it. And people need to be aware of this. Cristiano, as great of a football player as he is, we don't know what goes on in his personal life. We don't know the things he's doing behind closed doors. So again, I want to make people aware, anybody that is listening to this, Because I have become very much more aware myself. Just by informing myself. Just to talking to people. People I actually know that have gone through sexual assault. And their biggest fear is that people don't believe them. Because they say, oh, you always got to have a motive to come out. Why did you come out now? Why didn't you say something when it happened? All I'm saying, guys, try to be more understanding. Try to be sensitive to these type of things. Sports, we let sports sometimes cloud our judgment. We like someone, we want to take their side. Oh, we don't believe what they say. Be very cautious. In this society today like we live in, not just in America. Now, in the past, for the future, and ever. Sexual assault is a big deal and will continue being a big deal. Watch yourself Know on which side you're standing Try to inform yourself So we all can be better people Oh man Again Another episode wrapped up That was amazing Had a good time Thank you guys for the questions Again thank you guys for the support Next week Have a big announcement Next week We're going to have ESPN anchor Antonieta Collins, better known as Tony. Uh, She's going to be talking to us and me. I'm quite excited about uh, this uh, interview sit down. We're going to talk about Barcelona. We're going to talk about some baseball. We're going to talk about uh, some football. Uh, We're going to talk about Tony and her life, you know, how she made it where she is right now. That is something that I'm looking forward to, and I hope you guys will enjoy it as well but before i let you guys go as always thank you for support rate review subscribe to the podcast if you already haven't and also we have t-shirts available for sale online you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com you can purchase a t-shirt show your support to the podcast and uh we will see you on the other side but for now statman signing up Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.